Easy E, how are we? Shawnee, what's happening? I may have told a lie on this podcast previously. Um, I can't remember what week I said it. Could have been last week, could have been the intro the week before, but it was one of the weeks. And I told uh, what I thought, what I believe at the time was true. So I don't know if that, that it ended up being not true, but not a lie. So you you do the things that I think are just a bit mad to me. Um, one of them is your eating habits. And uh, you you've been known <laughs> to have a Chinese the night before and like order a big Chinese, so you have the rest of it the morning of whether it's a long run or a race thing like that. And I said something to the effect like of of like who would have chicken and rice for um for a free free rice meal. This does not happen. Well, as the podcast has grown, we keep getting different messages and stuff coming in. And we got a message in this week. I, I don't have the name in front of me, we haven't got permission to say the name, but they were like and uh, that is what they did when they did the cork marathon. They're doing Dublin in a couple of weeks' time. That their first marathon, they had chicken and rice beforehand, and it seemed to help. So I have to hold my hands up here and say, you know what? Maybe chicken and rice is the, is the way to go. You're the one nutrition qualification. So you know, you here's your time to gloat. No, just true athletes understand, and that's that's all we know. I have a supporter. We're true athletes, and that's all that matters. Chicken and rice for the win. I don't. I don't have to. I, I don't have to gloat. It is about you. You, you that, that ladder you're on is about to get a little bit higher. So they're a little bit digging this one. I'm like, you know what? This, this is just it's a weird occurrence. It's a one-off thing. So the, this uh, Olympian, you, you might have heard him. He, um, I, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. A uh, Usain Bolt. Have you heard of him? <laughs> so in the 2008 Olympics, he set three world records in the 100 meters, 200 meters, and the uh, the relay as well. The, the 400 meter relay. I'm not too sure on that last one, but it was three world records he set. So he has in his autobiography, uh, Faster Than Lightning, he, he he tells a little story, but he goes on to claim that throughout his 10 days in Beijing, he had a hundred chicken McNuggets a day. So yeah. a thousand chicken McNuggets over the course of 10 days. Yeah, That's fueled by chicken nuggies, yeah. I remember fueled that. by chicken nuggies and setting world records and stuff. So I did more research looking at this. And, and there's like there's ultra runners. So there's another guy called Patrick Sweeney. He went from the east coast of America to the west coast, pretty much a forest gum type thing. And he had crisps and beers to get through long runs. Now, long runs and ultra marathons, I could understand more. 100 meter sprints and just marathons, not so much. Ultra marathons, great thing about ultra marathons, which I love is you can just like eat. Have a bit of a break and back, back you go again, and just eat whatever for fuel. But doing what you're saying, Bolt is is absolutely mad. And there's there's other people that have pizza and beers and stuff to finish. Olympic hurdler Lolo Jones was having crawfish to get and spicy chicken wings to get through. There, that this is. Hello, I trust stuff. an old spicy chicken wing before a marathon. Now, to be honest. I, I I don't think so either. And it's like um Olympic marathon runner Blake Russell in 2008. I don't know. Well, 2008 was a mad year. He he's <laughs> he's having fried calamari and um, oh, yeah. Italians meat Mexican food with uh, refried rice uh, beans. Just just mad stuff. Um, the last guy I can agree with on this list. Uh, Olympic jumper Christian Taylor was nervous, very nervous before doing the uh, the rainy Olympic. Triple jump champion and current world champion, uh, as as this was, let's whatever this blog was. He was so nervous. The only thing that calmed down was McFlurries. Now get Ooh. get on the McFlurry train. I, I I think I could I could agree with that to settle my nerves before a race. A bit of McFlurries, you know, there's dairy and protein in that, right? Would would, would you being the expert of having mad stuff before a race? Would you agree with any of that? Um, I don't know if I'd go McFlurry now. I, I think I'd be too nervous to enjoy. Like, I like to eat sweets for fun. Yeah. So 
I don't think I'd enjoy the experience of a McFlurry to calm me down before a race because then I'm kind of like, oh, the race is done type feeling because I always have an ice cream after the race. Mm. Um, because I look forward to a Magnum or, or a 99 after a race that always I find it's just the nicest just to relax afterwards. But yeah, no, spicy chicken wings at six in the morning. Even I think that would be difficult to, to just get ready, at least in microwave and rice and chicken, you know. Um, but it's uh, chicken McNuggets now. Yeah, if, it, if I was handed chicken nuggets before a race, I think I would. I think wow. I'd eat a 20 box of my own. Three more records. <laughs> <laughs> who who am I to argue with that? But uh, having said that, that means that this week you may not be having a McFlurry before Saturday night because this week is the big week. It is the Ironman for you in Portugal. And we're going to get right into that and more after we have the intro music for this week's episode of the Any Given One Day podcast. Let's go. There was another one there with Oreos. I can't remember. I'm not looking up now, but like having loads of Oreos and stuff before a race as well. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just baffled by it all. Like, but I suppose we, we, like we've always talked about on the podcast is, is what works for you. So that, that, that's yeah, it. It's very, very different. And, and, and for me, the chicken and rice is nice. But I see, I'm used to it. I'm used to eating. Rice is a big part of my diet, usually, mm. you know, pastas and rice. So I just find rice just goes down easy. I can eat more of it without feeling fuller. You know, like I'm getting good calories in with it. Um, and it is the the slow burners, the the complex carbs. It's it, it, it just works for me, and I can tolerate a large quantity of it without feeling bloated, without feeling overly full because I've eaten it for years. Um, <laughs> but it's um, yeah, like it it would be a, a lot of my go tos and a lot of my dishes. So, um, for me, it just works. Like eating porridge in the morning i'm like i just like a bit of soy sauce and rice because i'm getting the salts and rice in a bit of chicken and veg and just rah, 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 rah. and then away i go you know so it's um it's very different it is i know it's very different but it's um look mentally if it works it works and that's that's the way it is so but also i've in previous years gone out the night before and then did a half marathon so you know I've made, <laughs> I've made every mistake but you know if, if the worst is a bit of rice and chicken in the morning then so be it. That that that's that's fair. That's fair. And and speaking of, of doing different things, most people um our prep towards our events this month have been a little bit different. Myself and yourself were over in Santorini, Greece for the last week or so. And if anyone's ever thinking about going holidays and going for a warm weather climate to like train for a marathon for some reason, I don't think I'd recommend Santorini to go to the go running. Absolutely not. It is a death trap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How many different quad bikes and buses I nearly got knocked down by, but it was, uh, yeah, it hasn't been a good run in for this Ironman. That wedding came at a bad time, but mm. um, we did get some good runs in. Um, good stuff for the mental bank. So 22 degrees at 10 in the morning. So that was a good start in terms mm. of hot weather. I don't think anything prepared me for the hills. Um, like we we ran a, a 10 mile, a 17, nearly an 18K one of the days. And we essentially ran, the best way to describe it was to the bottom corner of the island. Mm. And as you turned the corner, you looked up a mountain and you could see pretty much where our hotel was. And I was like, oh my God, for the next nine kilometers, I am running uphill and I hate hills. But mentally, the heat through a 10 mile up a hill, really, really good for the mental stuff. Just probably didn't get the quantity or volume I did. Um, mm. It was amazing though. It was it was some suffering. 
I think the only thing that stopped me from getting a taxi is anytime you get a taxi in Santorini, it's automatically 40 quid. Like if you're called kilometers <laughs> or wherever it is, I was like, Eric, we are making it back one way or another. We we actually crossed the tree like a dog at one stage trying to get back around yeah. and us to get through. But yeah, they, I don't know what the rules are in Santorini, but like in terms of the cars just keep going straight. And and if you are anyway out in the road, they're, they're going right through you and keep going about their way. It's not like over here where they kind of come out a bit or wait till you know, a car goes by and there's room to go past you and, you know, they may give out whatever, but they, they end up stopping or moving and stuff. The cars just keep going there. They have their line and they're sticking to it. But it was interesting getting in the hills and getting in just the, just the mad terrain and stuff. And I almost, at times, I actually was trail running to get through. So, um, but you are tapering down. So intensity is not going to be mad high because you're two weeks away. Um, as a recording, hopefully on my Strava, there's a, there's one 30k run in coming before the double Martin at, at this stage. But, um, th- this is it now. You, you as are, are in pretty much into Ironman week towards, uh, uh, towards the big one on Saturday. How you feeling? Yeah, look, men- mentally, I'm a little bit disappointed with how the week went with the travel and catching back up at work and a few other things been mm. coming from left field. So I've probably missed four sessions this week, which isn't good mentally. Um, but the other half of me goes back to that Saturday where I did five hours on the turbo trainer, 10 mile, then was feeling fresh to do a half marathon due to that. Like that's not going to be gone. There was a 10 mile in 22 degree heat with 300 meters of elevation climb. That's a decent run, you know, and and you as a witness, I was looking moderately comfortable um, mm. uh, at the paces. I was comfortable going up the hills. I didn't seem to be struggling at any real point. Okay, I just really didn't want to run up the hill. But that was a mental thing as opposed to a physical. But um, until I did an interval session, and I suppose we got so used to the plot, I think I think it did take its toll the hills. By the end, of the, I went to do an interval session, and I was redlining on the first one. And it was only 350 metres. And I think a little bit lethargic on the holidays. It was scary. It was kind of like, oh, my God, am I losing my fitness? Um, obviously, the waterway coming back on because you're on holidays, you know, so and there was more than just water going into your system though before that interval session. Now, if we're going to call it spade a spade, yeah, here, so let me first decent session of alcohol. <laughs> well, so, um, a little bit disappointed with myself there, but then look, ah, look, life, look, life you, is for a living, uh, exactly. and that was, the, that was the thing we had. Like, you know, it's as much as I want to cross the finish line, I'm not going to win it. Um, I was very strict after that though. There was no alcohol after that. Um, okay, my Coke Zeros were in full flow, which wasn't great either. But um, the alcohol for fatigue element wasn't really there. But so settling back into the week, I was kind of hoping to get one or two more sessions. Even today, I was hoping to get a bike session in. Didn't happen. So, and then and a busy schedule over the weekend to come before traveling. So yeah, it it, it is all go. Hopefully, make up for it a little bit over the weekend. Um, into Monday, Tuesday. The, the, the plan is very much clearly defined for traveling out on Wednesday and um, rebuild the bike. There will be a cycle out there. There'll be a course swim out there. And then we're into Saturday morning for chicken and rice and a good time. Well, I mean, even we, we had um on the podcast, we were still talking to Martin leading up in the last two, three weeks. You're not going to get fitter. Um, and it's not like you went you because you got your your big big run and your your five hour on the bike and your and your your ten mile afterwards. So like realistically, you are never gonna get near that again because it's just too long to recover from. And with all the travel and all the rest, you did have to pull back a bit. Um, but and then the hills, you know, you're you're obviously taxing the legs a lot more than you would have before. So it's not like you just went like you couldn't get that intensity, keep it up between 
that that what you did there and straight on through because you have to look back to what you when you did the, the lost sheep i mean that took you a week to recover so it's like well, how much intensity can you put on on top of that and then keep that going right the way through the portugal because you no choice to pull back i know we've we've talked before about how much should you tape for a marathon and it depends the 16 weeks beforehand but you've experienced what happens when when you go for an, an insane event like what I, like a, this is different level this is this is something you've never hit before but getting that half iron man you know okay this is gonna take a long time to recover for so you can't really get that that close to that again before pulling back so i wouldn't really be beating yourself up i mean you had one session on a saturday night you know like i was with you all the way through like i, I was i was drinking every, every day i was over there you know I, i've always said in the podcast leading up to this to the dublin martin my goal is just to get through now once it got to september and i realized i going to get back running the idea of getting near 330 again is just well out i just want to survive i want to get at least one long run in and hopefully by the time people listen i have done that and then just enjoy Dublin for what it is so I was out there enjoying myself but there was plenty of times where I was having a, a beer or an alpha beer as they call it in Greece and, and you were over having the Coke Zeros which let's face it, 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 it it's carbonated water it's not even got the mad calories and stuff like that in there like so it's not like I think you're beating yourself up a little bit too much in that one to, uh, to be like you know yeah and that's just that just comes down to me like I'm definitely a confidence athlete so Oh, well, at least um, I'm definitely a a, con- a confidence participant. Um, but it's it's for me. I like to be training into it to feel like I'm strong. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's nice to have this swim. So I think I think from tomorrow on, priority is actually going to be on yoga. It's something I was supposed to do when I was on holidays. I didn't. Um, but for the next week, the the game is up now. So as you said, I'm not going to get fitter. But a niggle could bring this down. So for the next week. It's all about flexibility, the the hour cycle, the hour run. There's there's nothing drastic there. I could go run three hours, no problem tomorrow. I know that I can do that. It's it's just a case of how bad will the knees feel, how bad are the mm. glutes going to be. Um, we've done a lot of sitting down on planes, trains, buses, and all that over the last week. So it's 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 important to get that flexibility in. So at least come mile ten off the bike that I'm not suffering because my glutes are too tight or my back is sore you know when i'm climbing over the hills and stuff so for me it's just making sure there's an element of flexibility like people are going to say a week's not enough but a week is plenty for me um Mm -hmm. to make sure i'm doing that twice a day and making sure i'm nice and fresh going into it the jet is definitely fueled um there's there's i'm not going to be tired going into it um and that's 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 the element so for me it's probably too much of a taper that i would have liked um i think if santorini started tomorrow it would have been fantastic um i think it probably came at the wrong week for me in terms of i wanted another maximum effort week and then i can just do my odd little run and chill out and stretch and stuff but um i am looking forward to it being done um it is a very very big commitment and for me i'm a very busy person so it's it is 25 hours of my life a week back (laughs) so it's it is uh or 20 anyway in, in the last few weeks so um it's a lot to have taken on but i'm very happy i'm going to get to a start line um what happens after that is unknown but definitely to get to a start line but in terms of the mental thing i'm gonna have to resort back to that saturday and that's the only thing and genuinely anyone who's training for the marathon now and, and getting that 30k in if you have a bad week this week or next week 
the only thing that's been saving me is the fact that I can turn around and say, I sat in my sitting room at six in the morning and I cycled for five hours staring at a wall. If I can do that, I can cycle around Portugal in the sunshine, looking at other people racing and just enjoying it. I then get out of my sitting room into torrential rain for t- an hour and 40 or whatever it mm-hmm. was for a 10 mile, soaked to the skin, freezing. I was like, surely I can go for a nice run around Portugal with hundreds, if not thousands of people screaming at me. Um, and then the very next morning then, with I think it was, what, 12, not a, it was 18 hours rest. I took on a very hilly route with you for a half marathon. And I knew I had another lap in me. I just didn't oh, want to. Yeah push to a point that I couldn't train the next day because we were we were planning to head away so there was 35k in me over two days so it's there it is there I know the 4k swim happened that Friday night as well so the Friday we swam 4k then we did the big cycle and run then we did a half marathon so there is a big weekend in me and that won't fall off if I can just keep myself ticking over now get a couple of hour sessions in nothing major just remind the body that there's a job to be done um, and and that's what I would tell people over this next week. Life gets in the way um, very much so. And I'm only a social athlete. And I, that's what kind of was OK for me mentally. I'm like, look, I'm just here to take part. I'm just here to do the best I can do. I wasn't going to sacrifice a good time and a good experience for the fact that I'm going to do an Ironman because that's supposed to be a good time and a good experience. It shouldn't interfere with my life that the only good experience is the fact that I can cross the finish line in mm-hmm. 11 hours and I've missed out on 16 weeks of fun, you know? So um, striking the balance is difficult, but definitely it's, it is, it is one I'm, I am happy to see the back of for a while. It'd be nice to wake up and just go for a run, not knowing you have to do this after 180 K. You know, that's yeah. just all that's been in my head for the last 16 weeks. And again, 16 weeks, Probably not enough time to train for an Ironman. You know, my coach laughs at me every single time. <laughs> 16 weeks. Gobshite. That's not even, like, what? So encouraging. He, 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 can't, he can't believe the stubbornness. He can't, yeah. he can't believe I'll sit on a turbo trainer because it's raining for five hours rather than cycling the rain. Mm. Um, but like they're, they're little wins. A, a, a key element for me and I know people talk about it and, and the best advice I can give you. So I used an app called Ruby and I know we talk about Swift a lot in this, but Ruby was giving me the option to cycle the course. And that's how I've spent the last four weeks. I have been cycling the course. I know where our hotel is on the course. So mentally, I know between an hour and five and an hour and 15 minutes, Sean is going to see me for the first time coming by the hotel. Mm-hmm. 12 minutes later, I'm going to cycle back past him in the opposite direction. Then an hour and 20 later, I'm going to come back past the hotel. So Sean's going to be sitting by the swimming pool and he's going to see me pass by six times. But I <laughs> mentally I mentally broke down that route so that I know I'm going to see them. I know when I have to climb. I know what power I have to put in at certain points. I know when I'm going to be miserable. More importantly, I know when I have to just dig deep and let the brain wander and think of something else. Um, and that has been really vital. And I suppose it's the first time, and, and uh, Keith talked about it on this, about visualizing uh the route and understanding the route of what you're getting into and driving the route i'm not necessarily telling everyone to drive around dublin before the dublin margin but definitely study the route even the gpx file if you can get it see when the climbs are see when things are so you can mentally say well look that climb is at 12 kilometers it's called chapel lizard <laughs> but when will i take my gel when will i start fueling for it you know you can mentally plan this so the checkpoints are there 
And I've done that on the bike. I know when I'm taking yeah. on my nutrition at 45 kilometers, I'm taking on a gel to supplement the drink that I'm taking. And then also taking a caffeine at 75 kilometers because that should be in my system before I hit the hills for the second lap. So there's all of these things I've practiced and practiced and practiced watching a little GPS blue button go around the map in my sitting room for five hours. <laughs> and, That's and mad. With a fan on, so the sweat is dripping off me. But like, talk about weight loss. Um, I'm definitely a sweater. I started that cycle at uh, 90. 4.5 kilos mm-hmm. i went on my 16k run weighing 91.5 kilos <laughs> so regardless i'll be light enough for the marathon mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's it it is a lot to manage that nutrition and and, and that's with taking on board four bottles uh for 750 ml bottles of water as well i'm still getting down to that weight so it's a substantial weight loss throughout the day um but i know this now i know this from practicing and these are just the little things I have mentally. Bar the run, I've no idea about the run. I am going to look into that and kind of understand. It's a three-lap route. I know that much. So at least after the first lap, I know I'm you know good for come. 10 miles. Mm-hmm. Then I'll, I'll have a plan. So I'm not too worried about understanding the route. Um, and it's every 5K for, um, because it's the same lap, the, the rest points will be in this, uh, not rest points, but the fueling points will yeah. be in the second points. Um, but they will be rest points for me. And, and, and that is the plan. When I hit a fueling station, I'm walking. I'm walking for 500 meters if I have to to take on the fuel, enjoy the fuel, get it on, a okay. little bit of dynamic stretching just to loosen out different muscles. And then it's another four and a half K to like add another fuel station or 5K or 6K or whatever it is. Um, so that that's it. It's it's terrifying. It is terrifying when <laughs> when you're starting something before the sun comes up and you know you're not finished until the streetlights are on. And <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it is terrifying. It's gonna be a very, very long day. And it's the first one, so I've no idea what I'm gonna get myself into. And that fear of standing at the start line, looking at the open this, water. Yeah. Oh, it's a it's, long swim. It's an adventure though, man. That's the best way of looking at it. it, it yeah. It's an adventure. Uh and sidebar actually mentioned that Keith Russell the same day is gonna be in Tennessee for the world championships. Um, so he's doing his backyard ultra. And he, he's going to see hopefully many sunrises and sunsets over the next four four or so days. And he's going, which is absolutely phenomenal. But just to get back to yourself, Derek, uh, if you were to look at the start of the 16 weeks to, to now, and maybe someone else that's listened to this podcast is thinking about doing Ironman, is there anything along your journey so far um, towards where you are to, like a, a week away from the starting line? That, that that has changed your perspective maybe the training the, the the event itself the approach that you didn't and maybe anticipate from day one or is there something there you're like or did you like i just knew this is going to be hell on earth getting up to 20 25 hours a week or was there something there like oh actually this element caught me off guard with the training for an ironman um the day one of my training was cork marathon so that probably was a bad start um that, it was a great day out for me <laughs> it, was it was probably a bad start i had no real base going into that but i knew i could do a marriage you know and that was mm. relying on that minimum fitness and stubbornness um 16 weeks is probably too short that was a okay. very very real realization so uh the load was there from week one it was quite a substantial climb into training it wasn't there was no easing into this it was okay, well, here you go. There's an hour and a half of this kind of cycle and then you're swimming in the evening. It went went from zero to hero very, very quickly. But I also embrace that kind of stuff though. Um, I just want to go, right, here we go. 
I'm in now, this is it, I'm doing this regardless. Um, what I did find for me, uh, the swimming, um, if there's one element I couldn't miss, it was the swimming. Until now, I'm, I'm, I'm better with my technique. At the start, it was very, very bad. Um, swimming a three minute, 10 kilometer or a hundred, a three minute, 10 kilometer swim is pretty good. Um, but a three minute, 10, 100. And then that's down to a 209 on my last open water swim. So that was a big, big difference. But what I noticed is consistency in the water, especially for people for an island nation where terrible swimmers, mm. uh, consistency is king and picking the right pool. So one element I found I had to discover again, this money, money is, is one thing that's involved. So to find a pool between working and loan. So I had a gym membership at Nate. And then in Athlone, when I was on duty to get the pool swims in, I was paying seven fifty every time into the regional sports center to get my swimming, get my lens in. Um, and it was challenging. Some days you'd go to the pool and it's because of the aqua aerobics that's on. And well done to those who are doing aqua aerobics, but it only leaves one, maybe two lanes in the pool. And there's 25 people trying to swim lengths and some are doing all sorts of shapes and so and figures into it doesn't it's not swimming but there's stuff happening in the lanes and uh, that can be a bit frustrating so i cut a few sessions short short just out of frustration um so just that's where the 6 a.m swim you have to commit to that because that's where you get people who are there to swim so there were certain elements i definitely learned along the way um but yeah okay maybe 20 weeks <laughs> maybe maybe 10 months as has been thrown and brandished at me but um I have learned a lot about myself. Um, the change in bike and the change in fitting made a massive, massive difference. I know it was a new bike. Not everyone has to buy a new bike, but the the aero position has been a game changer for me. Um, I just find in my lower back, it's just as a tall guy, it's just so much nicer. I'm much more relaxed on the bike. My heart rates come lower because I'm actually just relaxing the shoulders, which is really, really good. I'm not getting that same pain in the shoulders as, as I was at the start. Um, so that, that was another little addition that I, I really learned the benefit because everyone talked about the aero position has worked X amount of minutes. And I was like, all oh, right. Yeah. But then when I was, yeah. in it, I was like, whatever about the minutes I'm saving, I'm just really relaxed. And and it was it's just nice. It's just raping yourself over something. It's, it's really, really comfortable. Um, so that was a big lesson. And, and getting comfortable with that was a, a good learning curve. So I came in with this to learn a lot. And I have um, and set myself up with a good base. But it's. It's definitely, could I do everything different? 110%. Um, is it too late for that now? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but having said that, I think it's it's been a great journey. I think if you have too much time, you can sometimes procrastinate with things yeah. as well. Um, I was going to ask you about that. Like, I think if you went back to like 20 or 24, or even 30 plus weeks, to try and stay motivated in that week after yeah. week, feeling like you've got that time can be very hard to get out and keep going. I think that's what happens with a lot of people with double marketing. Like, oh, I've got 20 weeks. I've got this and this. And you see now it's like, all of a sudden the realization is they're out of time. Like I've, I've said it constantly the last couple weeks on this podcast. And I've seen it again this week is just more and more people putting up their, their tickets to be sold. I genuinely don't think there's going to be a, yeah. a huge turnout Dublin this year because the amount of people that are like, I, I thought I had it. I see other people having it. It's grand. Like I can step back and look at Ironmans and you're like, oh, people are doing Ironmans. Uh, you know, you see everyone down in Cork doing all the rest, but then like putting the time in and just that constantly turning over and over and you get, it, it's hard to get those little wins over and over again in your training, especially when you're doing, over three disciplines like oh i got a small like if, if you're doing a 
just a Martin and you know you you get a 5k PB time that's huge towards the Martin but for you that is very small because by the time you get to that run that means nothing compared to if you don't have to swim down you got to cycle down so to get those little wins I know there's there's a lot more distance over the three disciplines but it means so little each one compared to what a little win towards a man could be. And just try and keep yourself motivated over that length of time it must be incredibly hard. Yeah, and especially when I don't possess a lot of raw talent as a, a triathlete, like my swimming was terrible. My biking is okay, but I'm I'm heavier, like I'm 95. I operate between, depending on what mm. stage of the race, 91 and 95 kilos. So like I I paid a penalty for being a heavier cyclist. So I'm not going to beat the 60 kilo cyclist up a hill. I'm not, you know, and, and that's that's frustrating because I'm working hard, you know, mm. and you have to be lighter in order to, to receive that benefit, you know. Um it's and then the, the run element is supposed to be my strong part, and that was the bit that killed me the most was when we did the lost sheep. I swam the quickest I've ever swam. I cycled in the three hours I said I was going to cycle in, which was a big, big win started the first 4k i came across my first few hills and fell apart on the bit mm. i'm supposed to be comfortable with um so like i had loads of pain on the other two uh, over the the first 12 weeks uh or sorry 10 weeks and i developed and then they shone on the big day and it was the running that actually let me down because it, as you've correctly said i could mm. i could run a half marathon any day of the week but at the end of all that up a hill <laughs> it was game over now I was stubborn enough to keep going and yeah. different tactics I've employed over the different times, but I'm, I'm ready to be done with it. And that's only after 16 weeks. Um, so I do admire those who are doing it over 20. Now that is also because a hell of a lot of, of other stuff in my life. If, if mm-hmm. this was, if this was my sole hobby, um, it would be very enjoyable. I would be really enjoying it, but it's just the fact that it's something I it's, I have to get done before I have to do my other hobby, before I have to run the business, before I have to do this and then go to work. You know, so um, very, very busy guy, but I think I will enjoy the next one if I do a next one. Um, there shouldn't be the same amount of pressures on me all at the same time. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been phenomenal. And even something I noticed when we were in Santorini, I don't look the fittest I've ever looked, but my endurance is phenomenal like the first 5k is hell and then there's just this nice feeling for the next 30 kilometers like it's just it's just a bizarre um endurance fitness that has built up over the 16 weeks and it's something i've never had it won't be the quickest marathon even when i finish the ironman and have a week of resting before i do the double marathon so the ironman's only really the the start of the training for the double marathon but it's um it's just it's just something that I know I won't be quick. I haven't trained to be quick. I've trained to survive essentially. Um, but it's yeah, it's 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 an experience. It is an experience. It's it's absolutely bizarre. I'm kind of proud to have stuck on it. Like motivation, as you said, it only lasts two days. Yeah. <laughs> two days. <laughs> After your first week of Ironman training, your motivation has been dragged out of you. Mm. Um and after that it's 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 discipline, a little bit of fear, and that's what a, a events get you in um booking races keeps you honest because you know you you keep having milestones and that's why the Dublin race series is so good because you constant yeah. milestones, stuff that keeps you honest, stuff that keeps you training. You don't want to show up to the 10 mile without having done the training for you. You don't want to show up to the half marathon, you know, like 
Yeah. There are great milestones where you get called out on your, your bullshit, essentially. And that's what that lost sheep was for me. Um, that was the day I was going to find out what I was made of. Um, I definitely found out again, very hard on myself. But that's the way I am. Mm. But looking back at it, I'm like, geez, that's fifth hardest middle distance in the world, apparently. And you survived. Wasn't the greatest, yeah. but survived. And that's that's what this is about. And if I can do that again over twice the distance, then that's that's essentially a good day out. But yeah, discipline and routine is one of the things. And it's it's one thing I wasn't able to build with different things in life getting in the way constantly. Um so yeah, but that that's just the nature of life. So being flexible as well is is really, really important. And I think that's where the 20, 24, 30 weeks plan comes in. Mm. You've built in flexibility, you've built in a longer base build, you've built in longer runs that you can have more flexibility. And and that's one element I think with the 16 weeks, I just hadn't got it. I had to train or else. And that's yeah. that was one thing I just didn't have. And and that's where routine discipline way, way outweighs motivation. Motivation just buys you the bike, really. That's that's yeah. about it. And with the 16 weeks, I think there's more pressure on each and every training session because like with the longer time, every training session not to be perfect. You just, you know, sometimes just showing up and it's a, you know, it's a, a couple of six out of 10 training sessions. And then once, twice a week, you get that good eight or nine out of 10 training session. But when you have that 16 weeks, especially you started with the marathon and then you're building up from there and yeah, you, you, you missed out on a couple of races with work and stuff. And, and it's like every session has to mean something now. And that extra pressure on you and you're in a pool and you're like, I got to do well, I got to do well. And then you got 20 odd people doing the aqua aerobics, like you said, and, and you know, people bashing into you and like, I, but you have all that pent up, uh, you know, frustration of you have to hit these times and stuff and your times aren't there. And you might just go, bet this, this is not happening today. You're gone. You know, too many of them, you're on a downward slope. You're like, I need to get, get myself going again. Whereas if you have your 30 weeks, you're like, this is one of those sessions where I just have to pull back and, you know, and, you know, you just, yeah. just get through your strokes or whatever it is and get yourself done or just keep moving a little bit. You don't feel as bad. It's like, you know what? At least I got in. Maybe it's a bit of a recovery session or, you know, sauna and jacuzzi is one of those days. And next time it might be a little bit quieter and you, you, ha- you give yourself more of a chance in that, but it is getting those races and getting the goals right and left. It's just a lot insane amount of planning that goes into an Ironman that I I can't comprehend because it's not a journey I've been down personally. Yeah, and look, it's it is a great experience. It's it's I I suppose I'm disappointed because I'm surrounded by so many great people. And I and we've said it like if you if you're too confident in the room you're in, change the room. Yeah. I am in a room and I'm surrounded by really, really good people who are excellent. And I feel very, very below average. But then I've been in other rooms where it's like, you're doing what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I suppose I'm judging myself on the room of people I've surrounded myself with. And and that's one element as well. That's been really good for developing me. But you're saying you're being very harsh on myself, but I'm I'm comparing myself to really, really disciplined people uh, who don't require motivation. They just have routine. They they're just animals, you know, like mm. they're not, they may or may not win the race, but they're really good people for being consistent. Um, and that's one thing. And they've called me out the whole way along and they know who they are. And one of them's traveling with me and is going to win it. But, uh, <laughs> it's, um, and, and that's the way it is. Um, and, it, and that's why I'm so hard on myself because I want to not let myself down, but I also don't want to be the man who's coming in at 16 hours, 59 minutes and just before the buzzer when the road sweepers coming down the street, you know, like it's, Mm. there is an element of, I want to do something that I can actually 
like me and you didn't talk about the Dublin Marathon. Was people like, oh, what time did you do your marathon? It was like, me, me, me. <laughs> you know, like it was uh, never talked about that ever again. And I, yeah. I don't want it to be one of them. Now, look, if all goes to hell, so be it. If if something happens drastically, so be it. But if I can stick around my goal, given the week we had with a wedding, I think all in all, crossing the finish line now at this point is the ultimate goal. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't stick to the plan, the power that I'm going to hold on the bike. Don't get carried away with other heroes who are mm. blasting it up the hill because of 150 kilometers to see them later. You know, like there's 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 a lot of time in this race and, and that's where a lot of people get excited and blow up. So again, it's stick to the plan. And if I can stick to the numbers and I'm seeing Sean and Katie, my mom, at an hour and 10 minutes, the plan is going to plan, you know, so... Um, and that is it and and that's i suppose the best takeaway i can take from this and it's it's the same consistency is king flexibility is king that's where time is important and visualization mm-hmm. and training as best you can in the final periods to simulate what's gonna happen is the best you can do for your mentally i'm not scared of this cycle now i'm not scared of it at all um because i've done it six or seven times now so it's um yeah it's 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 fantastic in that sense. Uh, final question before we wrap it up, and the next time we'll be talking then on the podcast will be after you've done the the Ironman, we'll be over in Portugal. So speaking of visualization, um, we have to know: is it the left or right calf you're going to get the tattoo of the Ironman logo on? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, do you know what? I always slagged when i see the iron man tattoo i'm like that's like getting nike tattooed on your back you're like because it's a brand you know mm-hmm. um and that's the bit i can't get but i tell you what on saturday night i may well because this has been hell <laughs> <laughs> they can relate to it <laughs> like shot we got a couple of shots i need a bit of, a bit of courage to go over and get this done yeah. <laughs> every time i look at it I'll be like do you remember I was there <laughs> but um I suppose a lot of these guys have got the the tattoo. We're doing it before it was really popular. Um, mm. I think it's too popular now to get a, a tattoo. I think it's something that so many people do. That'd be a bit weird to get one. Um, I don't think I'd get one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, yeah, no, I don't know. It's uh, I don't think so. I think I'd be happy with the medal to start. Right. Uh, we'll start there. It's a good medal. So that's a start. Oh, you've looked it up. I, I have no idea, but I, I assume you looked up before you signed up to pay the money for it. I think you got a decent medal for the Ironman. Oh, look, it, Maybe that's it, what it, I got a tattoo, I thought. Maybe they don't get a medal. They yeah. need to get something. It'll <laughs> say Ironman on it, and that's it. And it doesn't say half Ironman. It says Ironman, and that is the important thing. And everyone laughed when they said, would you not do a half? And I said, I'll do a half doing the full. So mm. um, I'll definitely do that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. I'm nervous, but usually... I'm more nervous. I'm unusually accepting my fate, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm like, this is it. It's too long a race to fix. Um, it is what it is now. What happens, happens. Um, stick to the plan as best as possible. If the plan doesn't work, adapt. Um, as as we always do. And it, it is like it's a for me, it's a 13 hour race and it's gonna it's gonna take a lot. And there's I'm enjoying it. It's gonna be an experience. It is gonna mm-hmm. be definitely an experience. Um the i've become a hell of a lot more humble about my endurance training mentally i think i don't think i'll ever face a busier period i'd like to think i'll never face a busier period for what i've achieved in the last 16 weeks um 
And that mentally has been the massive. Before I get to a start line, just getting to that start line with the preparation, with everything else that's gone on, it's just, for me, it's been a very, very big win and a, a testament to resilience for me. Um, and like the message we got, there, there are people out there who are doing their second marathon while they have no spare time. Mm. A lot of people and a lot of people listening to this podcast are listening because I don't know, maybe to take satisfaction out of these two clowns who have no spare time are still doing all these events. Um, and we understand um, and and we get it. And it's, it is a testament to that element of resilience. And that's one thing that nobody tells you about marathons or long distance or endurance, or even those who are taking on 10Ks, 10 mile circuits is the resilience you build from suffering. One, because at some point you will suffer in a race, be it a short race or a long race. Doing that while surviving all that everyday throws at you, the different challenges that will show you, the stuff that comes out of left field that you're not expecting, but you're still maintaining your your good training and your discipline. So all these fires that you keep putting out, but still physically pushing yourself to do something great. Like there's there's that resilience element of that training that nothing can hurt Mm. you. Essentially, you know, like it's. You, you have that peace of mind. And I think one thing I've noticed about endurance uh, athletes is, particularly in the triathlon, is, ah, yeah, it'd be grand. You know, like that that attitude of, oh, what's going to happen if this? Ah, fuck it, it'd be all right. You know, yeah, like we'll, we'll find a way. <laughs> yeah, we'll find a way. And, you know, the, the world doesn't seem to stress them out too much, you know. And and I've really learned that over the next little while, or over the last little while is, you know, like it's it's not that bad. You know, everything is not that bad. And when I hear people say to me, I just don't have the time. I'm just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's one thing I've learned, uh, how many hours there are in a day um, mm. and how important every one of them is. Um, I'm glad to not have to rely on some of them now and in two weeks time. But <laughs> it's it has been an experience into what actual time management is um and and how much time there is and i can still do everything else and be engaging with friends and you know it's i'm lucky i've no kids i get that uh, that's a that's a caveat that is a very out of left field that you can't control any day of the week but it's um yeah i'm i'm, I'm happy with that element of <laughs> learning of how to squeeze the most out of the last six months of my life to be honest <laughs> <Barely>. <laughs> And on, on that bombshell, this is it now, Eric. I'll say publicly on the podcast, best of luck this Saturday with the Ironman in Portugal. Of course, I will be with you over there at some stage to see you suffer for 13 or so hours and thoroughly enjoy it with a couple of drinks in my hand throughout it and then regret that because the following week I'll have double Martin. But hopefully, with that said... <laughs> hopefully I can actually speak after the finish line to get the next episode of a great podcast in. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Ending of Monday podcast. I'm off to have some chicken and nuggets because I'm starving. That's it for myself and Eric. Take care. Bye.